You know what would be a real treat for all of our watchers and listeners of Lancaster Connects would be to catch the one minute or so when our mic is muted. Uh, during the... During the intro. Yeah. We have some pretty good banter back and forth. Well, mostly it's commenting on the poor haircut. Yeah, like Ben's, Ben's poor haircut. Ben's like makes a note on his notes. Need to get a new picture. Right. Because he's not impressed with his headshot and his in his quaffed hair. Yeah, even this. What what is what is what is going on? Bedhead right now. Yeah, was, bedhead. I was taking a nap in the dream. He was napping in the samples before. <laughs> That's just all we do here. Nap. No, we don't. See, I don't know what you think that does. Right. It's at least more even. Is that better? <laughs> yeah. I think we have to put it to a vote. If you're watching, if that was better than before, let us know. Commenting is a good way to get entered into a prize. So it if is. you make fun of my hair, it's, you might win some prizes. On the go bundle, pillow and uh, blanket. Yeah. Pillow and blanket. I have had that minute. Yeah. <laughs> there, <laughs> yes. there we go. <laughs> or your less no or more cuddle drinkware. Yeah. Yep. And here's the on the go bundle. Bring that into frame. So great prizes to win on the show. You can also ask questions for our guest. Great Good guest. way to enter. Um, yep. And then uh, at the end of the show, we spin the prize later. And so that's how we do it around here. Um, this is episode 99, which means. The next one. You talking about the next one? Holy crap, man. That was about as big a softball <laughs> cross home plate as I can lob. I was trying to do math or add. Or count, count at the one. You were, you were rounding up to the 10th. <laughs> That's right. That's what you were doing. Show 100. 100 is next week. Yep. So we've got some plans for that. And uh, we were commenting in the intro. We have to update our intro slide for more than just Ben's haircut. Mm -hmm. uh, we're in the midst of our remodeling project. Our outdoor awning is being replaced. The old one is down. Our building feels naked. Yeah, it's... That's exactly, it's just, it forgot the dress this morning. John Hockley from Weaver Associates checking in. If you need any kind of printing stuff, John's a, a good contact there at Weaver and so much more. They do clothing. Yeah. These shirts. Business cards, printing. Just in the last week. Signs. Ago, flyers, road signs. All kinds of things. You can print on it. John can do it. And he also has the toner and the printers and toner. the office supplies. Got like everything. Let's do we want to do we want to just start something right now? Go ahead. Lancaster community and region. How do you feel about toner? Some people have real like opinions about toner. I'm one of them. Uh what 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 is that feeling? Well, HP shut my printer down because I didn't use regular HP toner. Oh, it, it recognized the, the device recognized that you put a fake in. Yeah. I didn't appreciate that. Mm. You know, that that's kind of funny. It's like, you know, you've got like prescription drugs and non-prescription drugs. They do the same thing. You've got brand toner and non-brand toner, but like they do the same thing. I've never seen a difference. It. I've never seen a difference, but it says beep, beep. This is not official HB toner. <laughs> so then what? What do you, what do you do with that printer landed on the front yard? Did you do the office, office space? No, not quite, but yeah. it just, it wasn't. Mm. I just needed to print something. Yeah, anyway. right, right, right. Oh, that's funny. Mike agrees. Appreciate you, Mike. Stand in solidarity over in the printer owner <laughs> camps. All right. 
Show's getting off the rail. Our guests are like, what the heck did I sign up for? That would be a funny show. Toner Wars. Yeah. So anyway, Toner Wars. Yeah. Anyway, in case you were wondering, holding your breath from last to this week, Liz Ackerman with Northern Lancaster County uh, Chamber of Commerce is okay. She was okay. It was a false alarm with the uh, fire alarm. If you missed last week's show, yes, there is the incredible office space uh, scene. It is a great movie. You know what I'd do if I was rich? No, we won't go down that road. (laughs) Family-friendly show here. Anyway. No salt. No salt. Anyway. Anyway, um, Liz is fine from Northern Lancaster County Chamber of Commerce. You know, when you live stream, you get certain surprises. And our guests had to, like, duck out because there was Mm -hmm. a fire alarm. And we come back and it's just a photo of an empty chair. We're like, where's Liz? Like, She's gone. She went and played Carmen San Diego for a minute. It's like standing outside like elementary school fire drill. Yeah, yeah. But everybody's okay. We're going to get Liz back on, maybe with one of our really great fans, Jonna Hoover Green. And uh, she's a big supporter of the Southern Lancaster County correct. Chamber of Commerce. And maybe we'll uh, know, John, we've not seen your stapler. See, this is why if you're listening to the show, you got to watch it because <laughs> there's a whole dose of visual support going on. But uh, yeah, we'll have the whole northern and southern chambers on, and you know maybe we'll have some battle. I don't know. John told me beef. they play well together. Okay, so beef, no beef, we'll <laughs> figure it out. But uh, but yeah, so Liz is okay. A couple things I wanted to highlight: Echoes. Uh, we've had Echoes on from Elizabethtown. Um, you could scroll past episodes. You could just Google it: Echoes Elizabethtown. Um, they have a capital need, some financing need. They had to remodel a few of the apartments that they help homeless people uh, spend transitionary time in. So they need to raise about 8,000 bucks. So Echoes Mm -hmm. uh, in Elizabethtown would be great. That's E-C-H-O-S. E-C-H-O-S, yes. And uh, Aaron's Acres has a busy summer, as always. Mm -hmm. We love supporting them. Uh, They help out uh, children with disabilities, namely autism, uh, as one of them. And they do a great job. And Claire House has uh, a lot of things going on this summer, too. So Hit up those websites, check them out, and uh, give support when and where you can with that. Can't believe it's been a year since we visited Aaron's Acres. Time flies when you're podcasting. (laughs) Everybody else around here does the mattress stuff. We just podcast. That is true. This is true. So anyway, are we ready to bring our guest on? Yes, we are. Take it away since you uh, did all the arranging here. You did it. You (laughs) you did it all the fair. I did it. I did it. You know, <laughs> Shannon, come on on. Hi, guys. We got Shannon from YAS or also YAS Accounting in Lancaster. Uh, Shannon, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hope hope you're ready for what's about to happen. Uh, you know, the, the intro was very interesting, but I love the office space like references. I was cracking up by backstage like it was that was hilarious. Well, good. Good. Do you do you have a similar uh, story to Jeff's story of a of a failed office supply of some kind? Um, not in well, actually, I had I had the same thing happen with my HP printer in the middle of tax season, where I went Ooh. to switch my toner. I had bought this generic toner because you know I'm trying to be fiscally responsible and right. um, put it in, and it didn't work. And I had to run out in the middle of my day and, and, and get more, you know, get more toner. And it was not, it was not awesome at all. So 
Yes, I wanted to th- wanted to throw my my printer out the window. Yeah, and just to keep everybody out of hot water, these are just our opinions about right. Exactly. <laughs> HP printers. We need to start putting disclaimers at the bottom of yeah, the screen. And so HP and your lawyers back off. So, anyway, <laughs> Shannon, welcome to the show. Thank happy you. you're with us, and happy we didn't scare yes. you off with our, no. you know, lunacy. I guess you could call it senseless in the, banter. In the, in the show, but it, so anyway, Shannon, so, our, I'm sorry. No, you go uh, ahead. Our, our uh, icebreaker question: Are yes. uh, are you a Lancaster native? I am a Lancaster native. Uh, my okay. my parents graduated from Hempfield. Um, and I've lived here pretty much my entire life. I took a little break and moved to Texas for about four and a half years and um, then ended up back here in various locations, but pretty much born and raised here. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll be talking all about some of the things you like to do in Lancaster. So mm-hmm. you've got a lot of experience here. So we'll, we'll get into some of that in a little bit. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what um, your unique journey is to starting your own accounting firm. Um, I know you've got a unique story uh, to tell. Um, yeah. Just tell us a little bit about how you got into into accounting. Sure, sure. So um, first off, you know my account, uh, my journey is 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 unique. It's not unique to everybody. I think it's unique to some accountants. Um, but uh, it's really a journey of perseverance, is what I like to say. Um, so, um, I started um, my accounting career or my love of accounting because I actually love accounting, which is a little weird. Um, but I started um, really enjoying accounting in high school. Um, I took an accounting class, and what made it a little unique for me um, in uh, my accounting class is I was one of the only girls in my accounting class, very male dominated field. But I was also very pregnant um, because I had gotten pregnant at 16. So um, my teacher was kind of old school um, back then. And um, he did not appreciate the fact that I got pregnant. And um, I was better than all of the boys in the class. I was kicking their butts in accounting. So how could that be? This girl, you know, doing so well in accounting. And, you know, actually he put it, no way they could say that this, you know, in this day and age or, or whatever, but he was all like, right. he told me I got into a little trouble in the bedroom. And I was all like, wow, that's a little inappropriate. <laughs> but okay. Oh, so uh, anyway, it's not all being said, like I had my, <clears throat> I had my son when I was 17 um, and I was a senior in high school and um, immediately started, um, I wanted to go to college, like right out of, of high school. Um, my mom and dad were really disappointed. The fact that I was having a baby because they did the same thing. My mom got pregnant in high school and she wanted me to be successful. Um, and I was all like, it's just a baby. I mean, I can still go to college. What the heck? Um, and so I did. Um, but then I got pregnant again when I was 18 because I couldn't figure out what was called in that problem. So uh, anyway, so I ended up having another baby um, and I was a teen mom twice pretty much. Um, mm, so wow. um, I, I continued to go to college like part-time um, up until I graduated when I was 29 years old. So it took me 12 years to get through college. Wow. Um, that whole time I would like go and then I would stop going because I had another, I had, I had three children by the time I was 22. 
um, wow. which is, which is, you know, I, I look at, I look at 22 year olds now and I'm all like, what? They're babies. That <laughs> was, I was like <laughs> responsible for three lines. <laughs> how is that? How is that possible? But, you know, I just did it. Um, it's what you had to do. I took care of my kids. Um, um, but I had started, um, accounting just came really easy to me. Um, although I wasn't passionate about it, I continued with accounting in college because it was easy. And I knew that I could make a living at it and I needed to be able to support my, I needed to be able to support my family. So, um, what I really wanted to do though was actually I have a passion for psychology and sociology. So I actually have more psych and social sociology classes than most accountants. So I love the, you know, the psychological side of people. Um, and I kind of incorporate that into what I do, um, in my business, not, not in a professional standpoint, but like, Getting to know my clients is very important to me and getting to know who they are. So, um, because I think that once you know someone, it really can, can make a difference. So, um, so anyway, um, you know, fast forward, I, I graduated, uh, from, from college, uh, when I was 29, but start actually started working in nonprofit accounting, uh, when I was 23 at Masonic Village. Um, which was Masonic Holmes at the time. And uh, really when I was there was when I accelerated my college career. Um, and I just wanted to give a, like a, a brief, um, uh, like hello and shout out to the CFO at Masonic, uh, village. Her name is Pam Formica and she was the assistant controller when I was there. And she really encouraged me to finish my degree, um, and pursue my dream of being a CPA. Um, and so I did it. It was hard, you know, three kids and, you know, working full time plus. Um, and, you know, I also thought I had to do everything, right? I had to be, you know, I had to, I had to be, you know, sit on a board somewhere. I had to help with my kids' uh, sports programs. I needed to, you know, volunteer in their classrooms. I needed to do all this stuff, right? Because that's what you're supposed to do. Not realizing that I was quickly burning myself out because I was like, you know, I don't know what the expression is. You, you know, burn the candle at both ends or something like that. So, um, anyway, um, but that's just kind of my journey on how I got into accounting. Um, and then from there, um, I went into, you know, started out in private and nonprofit. And then I went into public accounting, um, and was hired by a firm that actually used to audit Masonic. And, um, my, my auditor at the time, his name is Rodney. And he told me, uh, he was all like, Hey, when you graduate, you're come work for, come work for us. And I was all like, all right, I'm there. So I did, um, and spent seven years in public accounting and I only audited nonprofit organizations. So, um, I became a nonprofit specialist from the audit perspective. Um, and also just, um, you know, I, I dabbled in taxes as well. So I was kind of not doing just nonprofits, but I was doing like individual taxes, which I actually found really interesting, which is really kind of dorky and weird. And I get that. And that's okay. <laughs> I'm all right being that person. Um, but then, um, and then when I left, I went into private, um, accounting, um, again, but, but only nonprofit is, is where I ended up again. So that's. Kind of, kind of my journey there in a nutshell. Very good. Yeah. I mean, story of perseverance for sure. 12 years, you know, there's people that have 
three and four careers in, you know, distinct journeys in that time. Um, so way to stick with it. And obviously, uh, I think you said it was Pam at Masonic Homes that yes. was a great mentor and advocate and, and kind mm-hmm. of pushed you in the right direction. So shout out to her. Oh, there we go. She is. See, She's awesome. This is why, you know, Chris is like the great kazoo. He's just, uh, he's on it back there, pushing the buttons, yes. making the magic happen. So there you go, Pam. Yeah. You saw something in uh, Shannon. And here we are all these years later talking about it. So yeah. that's cool. Very good. Very good. By the way, if you yes. need anything for podcasting, our producer, Chris from Cast Ahead, is pretty darn good. You just saw it happen. <laughs> so, and if you're not watching it, you should. Right. We live stream this on video and we do it on audio and you can watch it everywhere. But anyhow, back to the show. Shannon, um, so yeah, unbelievable story of perseverance. Uh, t- talk to us a little bit, if you could, about that, that the college experience. Because, you know, we're talking about college during a time when, you know, there weren't the online classes like there right. are now, right? <laughs> yes. So uh, were, you, were you attending classes? Were you like in person or could you do it from afar? Or, you know, what did, what did, what did that 12-year journey kind of look like for you? Well, so um, remote classes uh, were few and far between. Um, and so I did everything um, at night. So I ended up mm. one, one campus. So um, I went to a variety of different colleges. So I started out at HAC, um, and I'm a, bri- I'm a big um, pusher of the community college. Um, I know yep. my husband also started at a community college, and he's now a CFO uh, for, a, for a construction company, and he's doing amazing. And so we both started off at community college separately. We didn't know each other then. Um, and, and, um, and then I moved on to the University of Texas uh, when I moved to South Texas. And then again, ended up uh, back at Penn State Harrisburg. Um, I, everybody's all like, oh yeah, Penn State, like go Penn State. I went there because it was the closest to my house <laughs> and I could afford right, it right. Um, somewhat. But, um, but yeah, so I went, I went to Penn State and I went to campus. And so I would work, I, you know, I'd get up and I'd work at, go to work at seven in the morning. I'd leave at three in the afternoon and I would then go to school. Um, um, and I would come home, like make kids dinner, like do what I needed to do with my kids. And then was out the door by five 30 because my classes started mm. at six. And so I went from, you know, six to six to nine. Uh, one summer I actually took four summer classes um, in a summer. And I was doing that for, I was doing that four days a week while my kids were in um, varying forms of little league, either baseball or softball or something like that. So um, I was, I was running ragged at that point, but I got it done and graduated with actually, a, a, um, I graduated with a three point, a 3.86 GPA. So um, wow. was, was pretty proud. was pretty proud of that fact. Um, yeah. Considering I was like uh, almost didn't graduate from high school, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was difficult. So, it was difficult. Definitely not the regular college experience, right? So all of my mm-hmm. I have adult children, um, and all of them went the traditional path to college, which is great. You know, I taught them at a very young age, like don't do what your mama did, <laughs> do it the right way, and um, they have very different experiences. Like you know, there was no. I wasn't going to games. I wasn't going to parties. I wasn't doing anything. I was just there to get my degree and get out. Mm-hmm. So that way I could start making, you know, earning a living. So, yeah. Um, so 
you've touched on a couple nonprofits and how um, they've, you know, you do work for them. What's your connection there? Like you worked at CAP previously. Mm-hmm. What was your experience like there? And, and where do you, I mean, you help a lot of nonprofits now with the, the accounting side of things, but like, where's your, where does that drive and that connection come from for you? So, so um, obviously when you're a, a teen parent, right? Um, my, my family didn't have, uh, my family wasn't wealthy. Um, we didn't have resources or anything. And so I had to rely on nonprofit organizations to be successful. So um, CAP has always been near and dear to my heart because I used their services. Like I had WIC. If I, if I didn't have WIC, I don't know how my kids would have eaten. So like, you know, I wouldn't have had formula for, for my babies. Um, and I did, like, even as a teen mom, like I was in high school, I actually thought that this is this program, but I'm promoting like breastfeeding. Um, mm-hmm. I actually did that as a 17 year old. Um, and, and was, um, WIC really supported me, um, in, in that endeavor. Um, and, I had to use public assistance as well. So I was on food stamps and all of my kids were born on medical assistance and, you know, just trying to get by um, and using the programs, what they're intended for, not as a band-aid, but, but as a stepping stone to be successful. Um, so, so CAP has, a you know, you, you guys had, um, uh, did you have Vanessa on? Yeah. From CAP. Yeah. Yes. She's awesome. To go. Yep. I love her. Yep. Um, and so being able to work at CAP after being a success story, like I was a CAP recipient, you know, recipient of services. And then to go in and the, you know, in what I was doing was just, it was just so very special. Um, it was a way I felt like I was giving back, but not really giving back. I was just part of that community and I loved it. Um, and I've always had a passion for nonprofit organizations because of that, because they're, they're, they're meeting people where they are, and that's what you need to do. And so for me, that's what I do, especially with my clients as well. Like, I meet them where they are. They don't need to, you know, so many times accountants can be very dry and very introverted and don't like to talk and this and that. And like, I'll spend an hour chit-chatting with my client about nothing accounting or tax related at all, just because I'm trying to get to know them and and being, you know, you know putting, myself, putting myself out there to make them feel comfortable. Because it just, oh, well, that's who I am anyway. So, yeah. Well, you make a connection. You're making a connection yeah. through the show here with Mike. He's commenting about how he loves how being, loves how transparent you're being right now, which really is like the whole part about being in business. It's about making right. a connection with people and mm-hmm. sure you could help them, but it's how we connect human to human that matters. Yeah. Um, no, really cool, really cool aspect of how you're connected to CAP and, you know, you use these programs and, and it was that, it was that meet where you are and you had that self-determination to use that opportunity and improve yourself and your station in life. And, and now look at you. Now you're right. got Yank's accounting. I'm not doing it again. Yes. He's not doing it snap. <laughs> she can do it. <laughs> so CAP is Community Action Partnership, correct? Yes. Do I have that right? Yeah. I'm terrible at memorizing things. I always have paper in front of me. But uh, we've got capblank.org on I, the screen. I love the Wick love. Of course, yeah. Lindsay, Lindsay is a, a Wick employee. Well, who's Lindsay? Died. My wife. 
can, uh, I mean, I know Shannon we, and I talked about this. I know, oh, yes, I know, yeah, like, well, but we but have you, listeners. But you talked to Shannon, and Shannon talked to you, <laughs> yeah, and right. I know we're kind of a big deal, but we're not that big of a deal. And so, in case you don't know, Lindsay is Ben's wife. I'm yes. sorry. Continue. Yeah, uh, dietitian at at WIC, and yes. um, I think they they do a fantastic job. And mm-hmm. you know, she works with the breastfeeding coordinators there, and you know, does all kinds of programs with food. them. So, yeah, yeah. that's really yeah. what it is. Yeah, it was funny. I would go back to the breastfeeding thing. Like, as a teenager having a baby, like I really relied on my mom. Right? I was all like, I I didn't know what I was doing. Right? And so my mom told me I had to. Like that was. She was all like, "This is what you have to do. Like, it doesn't matter that you're a teenager." And I'm like, I didn't know any better. I was just like, "Okay, well, this is what you do." (laughs) They didn't have they didn't have a pumping room in high school. Like that just didn't exist. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Speaking of uh, teenagers and teenagers, you know, moving into adulthood, I had my son has a, my 19 year old has a, a new, a new girlfriend, I guess. Uh, I, I, well, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what it is. Who knows what kids are? But, but I just said, you know, um, that Mustang you're looking to get doesn't fit baby seats very well in the back. <laughs> And I said, I'm still fairly young to be a grandfather. So don't, don't make any mistakes. If you need to talk, if you need questions answered, I'm here, but just keep your eye on the prize of what you want out of life. And kids are great, but they are a major, uh, major commitment in life. Yeah. A a little bit, a little bit. And then when you think you're done, you're not done. But you're like, wait, why are you back? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, like I said, I really enjoyed my my time at Cap. Like it was it was wonderful. It it was um, Yeah, and what was your what was your role at Cap? Yeah, so I started at Cap as uh the controller. I was hired by uh one of the best people I will ever have the privilege of knowing, uh Frank Gotti. Um, he is now, um, unfortunately deceased. Um, but he hired me, he was the CFO and he hired me as a controller, um, as part of his transition plan. Um, it was like a five, it was like a five to seven year transition plan for somebody to know the ropes and to, uh, to learn the cap is they're big, they are a big nonprofit and they have a lot of programs that are all grant funded and they're all different. Um, and there's a lot of nuances number one, with nonprofits, but there was also a lot of nuances when it comes to the different grants because everybody wants something different. And so he brought me in to kind of learn that and to kind of give some leadership to the finance team there, who I absolutely love. Um, And then, um, unfortunately, Frank was diagnosed with ALS. Um, After I was there for a couple of years, um, I became the interim CFO as he was uh, transitioning out. Um... Uh, to uh, battle um, his disease, and um, and so I just kind of became the CFO a little bit quicker than than I had anticipated. So I was mm. the CFO there. Uh, when I had resigned uh, from my position there, I was the CFO. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So from teenager, in, you know, I guess in crisis we could say right because mm-hmm. being pregnant is teenager. Yeah, I think that's uh-huh. a fair definition. So from teenager in crisis to CFO. Love what it. what time span was that? How many years? Um, so that would have been in 
2017 or 18. And mm-hmm. when I became the CFO, and then it was 93 when I had my son. So like 92, okay. 93. Well, so not, yeah. not very, um, <clears throat> not, not, not a huge amount of time, but, uh, especially since graduating from college, I graduated from college in 2005. So really okay. in like, you know, in, in 12, 13 years, I was able to reach the highest level of, um, in, in the accounting, you know, like if you were going to follow the accounting right. pro- uh, progression. So, which was always a goal of mine, like being the CFO was like from, from day one was like, I am going to be a CPA and I am going to be a CFO. Like there was no question about like how I was going to get there. It was going to happen. Um, and, and so I had like, yippee, I reached my dream. <laughs> now what do I do? <laughs> yeah. So to, to switch gears a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, in preparing for the show, um, you shared with us, uh, a struggle that you had with, with mental illness. Um, I know May was, was mental illness awareness month. Um, can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Absolutely. So now we're going to get real, right? <laughs> With some mental health issues. Yes, yes, I did. So I'm actually very, very open um, about this because I think that there needs to, I'm, I'm so happy with how um, there's more awareness that has been brought ab- mm. um, about mental mental health and so many people struggle and so many keep, people keep it a secret and, 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 and hold it close. Well, um, so now that you know a little bit about my journey, right? Um, that's a lot. That's a lot of stressors. Um, I was in crisis a lot, um, but I just kept moving forward and I kept going because that's what you did. And you just put one foot in front of the other and you just made it happen. Um, I was learned, like I learned that. Um, my mom and dad were very much the same way, you know, when life got tough, you just worked harder. Um, and you just kind of put yourself to the side. Um, so, Back in uh, 2018, um, my father was died. My father, who's young, um, who was only 60 at the time, was diagnosed with uh, uh, frontal temporal lobe dementia, which is a behavior-based dementia um, and also semantic dementia. So he was losing his words and his ability to communicate. And he was living in South Texas, and we had to mold him here to Pennsylvania and me being who I am. And I have two brothers that are wonderful and awesome. Um, and we, um, you know, I'm kind of like the matriarch of the family. And so I was like, yes, dad's coming to live with me because my brothers have like little kids and my kids were all grown. My kids were all like, out of the house and in college um, or out of college. And um, so we bring my dad up and that was really hard, but I was also in a, um, I was married for 22 years and it was not, it's not a good marriage. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. It was not it was not good. It was not healthy at all. Um, and so I had just been kind of like dealing with that and and you know how I was treated and and everything else and um, saw some of the same treatment towards my dad, who was my dad, and I'm dealing with like basically losing my father at such a young age. Um, and why am like I'm in my 40s? Why am I taking care of my dad with dementia? Like what what is going on? And then a high level stress job at, at, at CAP, um, even though I loved what I was doing and then also dealing with just like everything else just started to like crumble. Um, and I had a moment where there was something that had happened, uh, um, something very big that had happened in my life 
And um, I legitimately had a nervous breakdown. Like I, I felt my brain shatter is the only way I know how to say it. And I didn't know what to do. And so I, I knew I had this responsibility at CAP. Um, I, I basically didn't know what to do. And this is where I have like the utmost respect and love for Vanessa because Vanessa and I were peers at the time. Um, mm-hmm. She was not the CEO at CAP yet. And she was my first phone call. Um, when I was able to get myself together, I just got myself safe. I got myself into a safe environment because I knew I needed to do that. And then I called her and was like, I don't know what to do. And she just took the reins and she literally helped save my life, which was awesome. Wow. Um, I had very, very supportive family, like moved. So we say, I'm the CFO of a very large uh, company. And I literally moved into my mom's unfinished attic. <laughs> So I was all like, what what happened in my life? And I'm like laying here looking at insulation right right now. But like, it's great. I had a a roof over my head. So that was wonderful. Um, Had to tell my dad with dementia that we were moving and to pack a bag. And he literally packed his entire bedroom because he didn't understand what was going on. Um, But the one thing that he did, uh, what he did, he, he knew that things were not well. Um, and and um, knew that we needed to go, so um, so I did that um, and had to make a difficult decision to address what was going on with me um, and what had happened like throughout my life and what was going on um, with me emotionally. And so I um, enrolled into an intensive day program at Philhaven. Um, this is another plug for Philhaven um, because. Um, when I first started there, I did not think I belonged there. Like, I'm a professional. Why am I here? What am I doing? Realized when I was sitting in my date, like, in the I treated it like school, really. It was my job. I, I, I took a leave of absence from CAP um, so I could focus on, on my own mental health. And they literally put me back together again. And there were other professionals sitting in there with me and just realized that, like, you know, I just got to address this and I, I will come out the other side. Hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Having a baby at 17, cake, piece of cake. Having another one at, you know, at 19, piece of cake. Putting yourself back together after a nervous breakdown and fixing yourself for good and identifying what happened, like what went wrong is like so hard, Um, but it can be done. So um, I always like to share my story because I want, you're, you're not alone. And like one of the most important phrases to me is you are enough. And I had to like, that was my mantra. Like you are enough. You are important. You are enough. Um, and so getting, you know, getting myself, you know, together again and realizing what was important to me. And because of going through that program and reevaluating what I needed to do for me and knowing that I would not be able to continue working on me um, with the level of responsibility for CAP because I loved CAP so much. I had to make the decision to, um, you know, resign uh, my position, um, which was one of the most difficult decisions I I had to make. Um, but I will tell you, the, the, C, the CEO, uh, Dan German, who was, who was my boss at the mm-hmm. time, um, when I went to him and said, hey, this is happening to me and I'm going to need to take some time off and do this. And I kept apologizing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And because I felt like 
someone in my position should not be dealing with this, right? And and he was so supportive and he was the best. And he told me, he's like, if you walked in here and you said, said, hey, Dan, like, I just came from the cardiologist and like, I have to have like mm-hmm. a bypass surgery and I'm going to need to be off for like two months. Um, would you be apologizing to me? And I said, no, I wouldn't. He was all like, this is the same thing. It's just not mm-hmm. your heart. It's your emotions. It's your, you know, what's going on here and in the rest of your body. So, and you need to fix you and you have our support. So that was like, you know, I was, I was good in good hands. Dan. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. So, and the whole yeah. like senior leadership team and executive leadership team at CAP was, was wonderful. So, so yeah. I left there and I moved on to Lufercare. So, and I had an opportunity I mean, to work with a friend. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing to take away from what you shared and thank you for sharing, um, I'm, I hope other people heard it. I hope other people, when we carve out these moments, can connect to it because we got a lot of broken people in our world who are just kind of walking around, going through one foot in front of another, and they need to hear these kinds of stories. So thank you for sharing because it's it's uh, meaningful. It's meaningful to those who need to hear it, and they'll hear it in the right time. Um, right. And so, so thank you. And and so we're through all this, and now. Uh, you take that time, you spend that time. You said you ended up at Luther Care, but at some point here came Yes Accounting. Yes, yes. So we'll get and to so, that. So yeah. So how did that start? And yeah. and and you've got a you've got a somewhat of a focus on the nonprofit community. I yes. think anybody listening can start to see why that is. Mm-hmm. But let's dig into how you started, when you started, and and, and sure. the types of things you do and serve or so, customers that. Right. So I I started, not Yaz, but I have been doing like tax returns for individuals um, for about 12, 13 years. Right. So I was doing it on the side. It was my my side gig before, you know, you know, before side gigs were cool. Um, And my side gig was accounting. So who does that? You know, Um, but uh, anyway, so I I had a I had a um, uh, ever-expanding client base. So I was working full-time and doing, like during tax season, I was doing taxes on just weekends. Um, and so I had um, um, been establishing this, this business. And um, to be quite frank, uh, to be quite frank, when I had left um, and, you know, um, I got a divorce and started fixing me and, and everything, um, I met the most wonderful man um, who is the love of my life, um, Mike Cleveland. Um, shout out. <laughs> shout so, out to Mike. Um, whoop, whoop. Um, so uh, I, I, I met Mike um, and we hit it off and um, uh, we, he, he proposed and, you know, we were the, uh, fast boarding like a couple of years. And, um, and I had been talking about wanting to do this. Um, and he was like, you are the most amazing person I've ever met. If anybody can do this, you can do it. And you have my 100% support. We weren't even married yet. And he was like, you know, and it was COVID and, you know, everything. And, and so I was going to do it. And then I had an opportunity to, um, follow the CFO from Luther Care over to UDS. Um, so she had left Luther Care and I had worked with, her name's Beth. Um, I had worked with Beth um, back in public accounting. So I've known her since like 2005. And so she had me, you know, come into UDS and and she's like, I know that this is just going to be temporary because like, you know, um, I know you have your own business and you want to expand it, but like, 
we need a little bit of help. Could you help us out? And I was like, sure. Um, so I came in and I'm good at um, reorganizing um, teams and, and making things run more efficiently. Um, and so is Beth. So we kind of worked together and within a year and uh, within a year after I had started at UDS, we had kind of gotten to a position where we were able to like eliminate um, a proposed position that was supposed to be in the budget and then also basically eliminate the controller position, which was what I was doing. Um, and so I had presented a proposal to her about like, hey, I'm either going to go really, really part time so I can expand my business or and she was like, or you know, let's support you in your business. And, you know, we, we're going to outsource our controller services um, or our controller needs. And so that was kind of like a really nice step for me to kind of make that decision to kind of go out on my own. And so that's when I started to kind of like, okay, I've got to come up with a business name and, you know, all these things. I think that is the hardest thing to come up with is what do you want to call yourself? Um, and so I just, uh, I, um, I landed on your accounting solution. Because I like the initial YAS room. Yes, this is great. I actually have a sign in my office that says, yes, it's tax time, y'all. So. Um, <laughs> I think you're the only person that has that sign. I, 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 I'm pretty sure I am. Because <laughs> nobody else loves it, right? So um, so anyway, I was able to kind of uh, step out and, and do that. And uh, UDS was my first uh, large client. I'm still a client. Still here, uh, supporting them and and loving it. And the senior leadership team here is just wonderful and super supportive. And um, and started just expanding my um, my uh, individual tax client base. I went from when I went out in twenty. I started my business officially February second, twenty twenty two. So I've only been in business for myself for about a year and you know what five four months. Three, well, I don't even. Four months, a year Coming and four months. And yeah, yeah, about a year and a half. And I went from about 80 tax clients to about 160. Um, mm, in wow. that, yeah, all Beautiful. by myself. Like, I do everything. Like, I do the yeah. admin work and I do all of the work. So, uh, looking to, looking to expand uh, that. Um, but then also, um, added on quite a few, uh, monthly in, uh, engagement clients doing, um, part time controller, part time CFO work. Mm. Um, and even just some bookkeeping. Cool. Yeah. So, oh, good. I love that UDS was was like, no, you're not going to work here anymore. Uh, go out on your own, and we're your first. <laughs> yes, it, it was just like it was. It was really a soft landing, so I was really, really fortunate um, about that. And I'm, in fact, um, the uh, chief operating officer, and he was Judy um, here at UDS. Um, she happened to stop by my office uh, today, and how are things going? And I was telling her, I was like, I want to be on a podcast today. And she was like, it's amazing. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Does this mean you've? Does this mean people have arrived? If they like, do, yes. Lancaster can like arrived. Correct. That what we've done. <laughs> yes. See, that's my yes, yes, yes. I don't do the. You can do the snap. Do the, the fist pump. We we need a we need a motion for gardeners of some kind. Right. <laughs> that was that was great. Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> So you you help out a lot of uh, a lot of nonprofits with their needs financially, which is fantastic. You serve your for profit businesses, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But you're still serving the community in other ways. You're on the board at Lancaster Public Library, and, yep. and you all just had a big move. We did, we did. So that's tell us about really what you do exciting. there. So um so I I sit on the um, the board. There have been this will be my second year 
<clears throat> and I started off on the finance committee because they, you know, you know, everybody's looking for people for the finance committee because that's boring stuff and nobody wants to do it. But <laughs> I love it. So that's great. Um, and with my nonprofit background, it was like a really good fit um, to, to you know, serve the library in that capacity. And it was really exciting to kind of be a part of the board and the transition. But I will tell you, because I'm on the finance committee and the capital campaign and everything was underway and everything was like, I was just kind of along for the ride. I didn't do any of the heavy lifting because all of that was in. I just, you know, I like to, you know, provide, providing the library, the, you know, the executive director and the, and the staff with like um, support. Um, but then also just making sure there was like grants and stuff that was coming in and, and using my skills in a way um, that to make sure that the, the, uh, we were meeting the fiduciary responsibilities for the library um, and also for from a grant standpoint and and that type of thing. But the the library is like the new space is absolutely amazing. And it's it's was so needed and it's so great for the community. It's it, you know, the central location and just I mean a library is you know, is is essential. They they offer I learn when I started on the board, they're like all of the services, like I just thought, yeah, everybody thinks libraries books, right? It's not. They do so much mm-hmm. more. There's like a, there's a business center there that you can go Shovel. get business services for free, and they have a librarian that is dedicated um, in in some respect to the to helping people form a new business or helping them in other in other respects um, related to their business. So um, that's one of the things that I really like about the library. Um, and also, I have grandkids now, so. Um, you know, being able to take them, you know, to the library to, you know, for story time and and to check out books. And they they both, I have two granddaughters and they both absolutely love books. They just love reading all the time. So, um, yeah. but I, I, I joke, my kids joke with me sometimes. They're like, wait, you're on the library board? And there's this joke with my kids now that they're adults and, you know, they can joke around with parents. Um, <laughs> They tell me all the time. That, I mean, I was busy. I was a busy young mom. They're like, "Mommy, you never read to us. Like, what is wrong?" And I was all like, "Well, you know, like, you turned out <laughs> <Yes>. just fine." <laughs> yeah, right, so, right, right. Yeah. They're like, "And now you're on the well, library board." Well, sorry for pursuing through all of it and getting yeah, that exactly. college degree. And you know, I'm so sorry. I love my kids. Yeah. So great. Are we are we seeing some of the kids and grandkids and the pictures behind you there? Yes, yes. Those are my so my kids are up at the top with backwards here, like these okay, these yeah. guys here. Um, but they're from high schools because I'm like a terrible mom like that that I just don't. You know, actually, you know what? <laughs> you should be giving me pictures to put in. That's my right. If the, like, yeah, I mean, what were they doing for Mother's Day? Come on, I, I know, it's right? A dang HP printer's fault. Not they <laughs> right? can't print they out their even own print. pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Shannon, this has been a lot of fun. Really appreciate your time as we look to wrap up. What's, uh, you got anything big and upcoming for the rest of this year and the next year? So I would really like um, and hope to hire another CPA. Actually, I'm getting so busy that like we're getting ready to take a two week vacation and I'm freaking out because I have a lot of work to do. so, you know, I'll be working on vacation, but that's all right. Because, you know, yeah, when you work for yourself, be there when you get back. Yeah, that's right. right. You know, when you work for yourself, it's not really working. I really, truly love what I do. And I love, you know, it's not really work to me, but um, 
No, I'm looking to expand uh, with another CPA um, and then eventually have, um, I imagine by the end of the year, because the, you know, my workload is expanding to a point where I'll probably have maybe a staff accountant or an administrative professional or something like that to kind of help us out. So that's, that, that's the plan for the rest of 2023, I think. Congratulations. That's Thank great. You. Great success story. Yeah. Utilizing the services here in Lancaster, then giving back and being a steward of them. So just awesome to have you on the show and share all that. And thanks awesome. for your vulnerability. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. You know, again, you we'll, need to share. I appreciate it. Yeah. We'll, um, we carve up these moments and share them out later. And I'm sure at some point somebody's going to hear the right message. At just the right mm-hmm. time. So oh, good. thank you for being a part of that catalyst. We we appreciate that. But now it's time for everybody's favorite part, at least this guy's favorite part. Connection uh, cocktail. He named it. It's his thing. He's like, no, I don't remember that. You know, could we have Wait, a mojito? Do I do I get a because I didn't get a cocktail. Yeah, I didn't we're not down for that. That would be great if we like could butler in a Right, a cocktail. Well, like, I'll Liquor. take a mojito. Thank you. <laughs> Knock on the door. Show up with yes. Have Buffalo Trace show up. <laughs> so, uh, but before I get to the first question, I do I do want to give you a shout out. Um, you know, we're part of a referral group, and I know a number of people within the referral group use your services, um, and they have nothing but great things to say about you and your work and how you work with them. And I even uh, referred a personal friend uh, of our family to you. And you help them through a tax challenge that they were going through. So uh, thank you for that. And I know they were very happy with with the work oh, you did with them. Thank you. They were wonderful. Yes. Yep. Yep. And that referral group is? Uh, referral Partners Plus. Yes. There you go. Uh, I think Pick they're up, up to like slack. nine or 10 chapters now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're part of the Manhive Township chapter. Where? Yep. Yep. Um, what is your favorite thing to do in Lancaster? Favorite thing to do, right? Which would have to be, I was, so I was thinking about these questions. I was like, my favorite thing to do would be, um, hands down, play golf. I love to play golf. Oh, I play golf enough. all the time. My husband and I played yesterday um, out at, uh, I can't remember the name of the golf course right now, but it was up in Denver. <laughs> um, it was really oh, good. Fox Chase. Yes, that's where we played. Yep. My husband shot the game of his life, just so you know. That's what I gave him for Father's Day. He shot the best game of his life. Um, but so, we left the, off. I play a couple days a week. Me? No, I did awful, but that's okay. Okay. Do you, do you often beat him or how, no, how does that go? No, no. You're I'm not competitive? Playing, All right. I've only been playing like two or three years. He's been playing. Oh, okay. So, but, but well, again, cool. we tied one time, which I was all like, yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. So Progress. I'm not competitive at all, so I don't know. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Speaking of golf, Lindsay got me a gift certificate to enjoy golf. There you go. Uh, past Lancaster Connects guest, so I'm excited to use that. Yep. That's if, awesome. if you're not familiar with Enjoy, enjoy Golf, I-N-J-O-Y, they're in the Burl Center, right? Or not, not Burl no, Center. Let's over by Candy Factory. Uh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Science Factory. Yes. Science Factory. Yes. Yeah. Too many factories. But they're, they're like an, an indoor, indoor golf, um, right? Virtual yep. golf facility. They can do, you can do lessons there, but I think you can play from like hundreds of uh, courses um, around the country, you know, so you're actually hitting a golf ball, you're hitting it into a screen and you see how far it goes and how poor your shot is and, right. and all that. Sometimes, sometimes you just that. like when you're out on the regular course, you don't know. And sometimes that's good. <laughs> right. You're right. I think I got to shoot it up this way and yeah. right. you just let it rip. <laughs> right. 
Swing as hard as possible. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so after golf's done, is there a favorite restaurant you like to hit up? Ah, uh, yes. So uh, my husband and I love to go out to eat. Um, it's one of our favorite things to do besides golf um, and spend time with family, obviously. Um, but we really love the Belvedere. So the Belvedere mm. is my favorite. But if I wanted, like, next, that's not an everyday, that's not an everyday restaurant for us. But um, if I was going to go somewhere, like, and we were just like, oh, you know, it's a it's a Tuesday night. Like, what do we want to eat? We're going to get some takeout or or whatever. Frisco's Chicken all the way. That place is hmm. so good. If you have not tried Frisco's Chicken, you've got I to. And not. they have an have amazing to. story. They have an amazing backstory. And that's why I also love supporting them as well. But they have got some of, they have the best Peruvian chicken I've ever tasted. It's delicious. Okay. I mean, that, I think and it's reasonably like priced. Three or four locations now. What's that? Yeah, I said, and it's reasonably priced, so it's not okay. you're not breaking the bank to go there. So, yep. Briscoes, we'll check it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Bring them on the show. All right. So, last question, um, and and good answers for the first two so far. Uh, big question here. Um, you are bringing friends and family. Let's you know. Let's say you're bringing friends and family to Lancaster, and uh, you want to impart some part of Lancaster County on them, um, take them to do something or share some of the Lancaster County values and, and whatnot, what are you going to do with them? I would take them downtown because I love mm. going downtown and have an evening. I would like start off the full one. I love theater. So taking them mm-hmm. to, and they do such wonderful productions there, like going there and then just like going out downtown. Like, doesn't matter where, like, we always end up someplace different, and that's awesome, and I love it. So, just exploring the downtown area and just walking around, that's that's totally what I do. Although, all of my friends and family live here. It's, like, very few that are coming in from out of, from out of town. But if you would, that would be right. what you did. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. That's I think cool. that we've very got good. such a great downtown community that is, is so, it's so open and friendly, and it just so many like cute shops and great restaurants and just a great atmosphere. So. That's awesome. Yep. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Well, Shannon, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Appreciate you being on the show and with us. Thank you. There you go. It just loves that. Seven times I've done that, I think. I like it. All right. Well, All right. it's, uh, Shannon, thank you so much. You go to yasaccounting.com to connect with Shannon. For any accounting, bookkeeping, CPA needs, if you're looking to maybe outsource some of those controller duties, you know, that's kind of the buzzword now, fractional CMO, CFO, Mm -hmm. controller, all that good stuff. And so um, reach out to Shannon S. Cleveland at ysaccounting.com. We've had her phone number on the screen, 717-208-2176 or yasaccounting.com. Shannon, thank you. All right. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Shannon. All right. If you'd like to be on the show, go to LancasterConnects.com slash guest. That gets the ball rolling. Ben and I just spent our morning working on some calendar automation Mm -hmm. to make your guest experience even more fluid and better than it already is. I think we're pretty good. We cover the bases. We're going to really cover the bases from here on out. And so... um, so LancasterConnects.com slash guest. If you've got a great business with a great story like Shannon, one of perseverance, a great story of a business of giving back, 
if you run a charity or a charity or, or have started a charity, we want to put some shine and spotlight on you. Go to LancasterConnects.com slash guest and we'll get you on the show. Do you have your testimonial? I do have a testimonial. It's right here. Oh, I know that one. I gave that one to you. Yes, you did. It was on my desk this morning. It was opposite. Normally, I, normally you put it on my desk. That's I put right. It on your desk. That's right. So, uh, handwritten testimonial. We give these uh, to our customers. We give them a blank sheet <laughs> to our customers on delivery, and they actually fill it out. Yeah, they get just ruin thing. the whole thing. We <laughs> fill it out. They sign off. Yeah, right. That's right. how we get them yeah. all. No, it takes a lot of time coming up with these reviews. Um, no, blank blank sheet of paper. They have to get out a pen or pencil, actually write something. Fold it back up, put it in the envelope, put a stamp on it, mail it back. So uh, David and Lori did this. Um, few questions we asked them. We asked them about their salesperson, their experience with salesperson Phil. In this case, uh, Phil was extremely helpful and patient. Um, uh, what do you think of our process to assess your sleep needs and suggest the right mattress? Phil was very informative and especially concerned with understanding our needs and provided several options so we could make the best selection. That's what we strive to do here. Yep. And, um, you know, would you refer others to gardeners is a question we always ask. And uh, yes, it was actually much better than anticipated. So I guess uh, that comes from mattress shopping not being very fun and glamorous, right? It's not. Uh, so much better than uh, anticipated. And uh, have already recommended your store to close friends who are currently looking for a new bed. So. Thank you, David and Lori. Thank you to Phil, uh, who worked well with them. And uh, I think they're very happy. Yeah. That's good. That's what we strive to do. 2023, we still get those handwritten reviews back just about with as much frequency as we get the online yep. ones. So I think that's kind of cool. Yep. Speaks to what we do here. And uh, we always let our customers do this talking. So that's that. Uh, sleep better tip. Pay attention to what you're eating and drinking. I commented to Ben this morning. I said, you know, it was Father's Day at the campsite. Had a few Miller Lights in the fridge, and I drank a few of the said Miller Lights, and I shouldn't have. I should have just stuck to the brown liquor, the bourbon. Mm -hmm. But oh, uh, yeah, there's a little picture of uh, of all of us, and, uh, oh. and there's my sons, the beasts that they are. And so um, the younger one, who's in the red jacket, red and white jacket, he's actually now officially bigger than me, taller at least. And um, shed a tear, or was he? Pride. I always joy. shed a tear when he beats on me. But anyway, <laughs> um, to the point of watching what you eat and drink, I'm so stiff from drinking those Miller Lights. And I've noticed that a handful of times and I just need to stick with it. And so a new mattress is great. A new mattress can really help a lot of things. Um, but, you know, if your diet is terrible, your sleep routine is terrible, your sleep hygiene is terrible. Everything else around the act of sleeping is mm -hmm. terrible. Mm -hmm. A new mattress can only help so much. And so it is incumbent on you to develop those good routines. Uh, Mike, yes, I agree. Bourbon is tasty. Uh, should be done in moderation, of course. But uh, if you want to establish what some of those routines are and you're like, what the heck is sleep hygiene even? Um, get our book, our sleep better book. I'm t doing the band pointing. It's right there. I hurt my wrist. Uh, we'll mail you one. In the mail, and you get that by going to gardenersmattressandmore.com slash sleep-better. Fill out the form, we'll mail you your own copy, and you can get started on some good habits around sleep. I, I want to know. I saw Uno on the table at the campsite. Yeah. Who, who, who won the Uno game? We started and stopped. We didn't finish, but we started with half the deck. 
Um, I don't know why stuff thought it was only, it was a new, brand new pack. <laughs> the cards were updated. They weren't right. like your grandma's Uno cards. They were like fancy Uno cards. Like, yes. Yeah. Once we figured it all out, we started having fun. And then my father-in-law showed up and then we cooked and the rest was history. I got you. Yeah, yeah. The food, food took over. Then. We played some cornhole thereafter. There you and, go. And that was good. There you go. Well, beautiful yeah. day yesterday. It was, it was a good day. I hope everybody else enjoyed Father's Day. So, uh, that's the show. We've got uh, our store remodeling in full swing. I think the guys have been out there working a little bit. Yeah. But the old awning is down. It's a naked building right now. So if you want to see what that's like, come on out. Um, get naked with gardeners. No, just kidding. Just, uh, <laughs> anyhow, don't get naked with us, but you can see the naked building. Um, new fancy awning is going to go up by week's end. And we've got a lot of stuff that we'd like to sell. And therefore, we're going to have a little remodeling sale. So great discounts throughout the store. Get some free gifts with purchase, and uh, we'd love to see it come. Lots of beds to clear and close out. New that's models right. coming, all kinds of stuff going on. Yep. So that's the show. We're a little bit over. I think we're. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, I always forget. Surprisingly, we had some again. great comment participations. Yeah. This Mike time, passed. Right? Uh, both Mike and uh, John passed guests. That's right. I like how Mike changed his profile picture halfway through. I like it. You yeah. could not see his mustache before. Now you can. In that picture, and now you can see yep. his mustache. So, Mike, congratulations. You are our winner. There he is. And uh, thank you. You know the routine. You brought out one of our past prize lighter winners. So, come on out. You pick your drinkware or your on-the-go sleep bundle. Just let them know you won on today's show, the 19th, and we'll take care of you. I think that's it. Lancaster, it's been fun. Enjoy. I mean, I fish. summer's like here, here. It is here. Your here. past graduations and under school stuff, it's into the throes of summertime. So, let's enjoy it. We've got a good mix of sun, warmth, and rain, it seems, coming up. So that's good. And need uh, rain. That's right. And so summer's here. Let's enjoy it. And we'll see you next week. One more to 100. Oh, we will finally find out what Chris's yes, surprise is for a big us. Surprise. We have a big surprise, like a major award. We have no clue. You, we'll you guessed it last time, and I thought it was a good guess, but apparently, unless yeah. he's trying to throw us off our game. Show 100 next week. See you next week on Lancaster Connects. Take care.